Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Here we go, friends. It is another Pilgrim's Odyssey. What is going on with this weather? Today it's gorgeous, 60 sunny, and supposedly here in Indiana we are supposed to get snow tomorrow night. Yeah. Yet we trudge on. Silouan here coming to you for another week of fun in depth on the Odyssey. Hopefully, we're planting seeds. Today's program is going to be a little bit about planting seeds or being willing to wait for things in time to show their reward as we ferment our faith. Now, I learned this many years ago, visiting prisons, volunteering to go in, meet with some of the men and women in the women's prisons, that faith born from incarceration is usually a deep one. And to this day, I feel like I learned more from the men and women who had learned to find faith and peace in a prison than I ever taught them. You know, it's a faith found in despair, down on your knees, exactly where God wants you the late Chuck Colson, founder of Prison Fellowship, and before that, an aide to Richard Nixon, known at the time as his hatchet man. Well, he was one such person. He was introduced to Christianity by a friend who gave him a copy of C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity as his arrest was imminent. As he did his time for his part in the Watergate scandal, his belief in God grew into an unshakable faith. It was cultivated in his prison cell, alone, down on his knees. And then he spent the rest of his life spreading that word of hope to others. People who were inside the bars and outside the bars. Now, I bring Chuck Colson up because a friend of mine sent me an article this morning from Salvo Magazine. Now, I've never heard of Salvo Magazine. And if you Google Salvo Magaz Magazine, you will find that it's not really a sort of Christian magazine. It's more of a multi-interest secular magazine. But they had an article in there about faith, about fermenting your faith, about what deep faith is in our culture. And they spoke of Colson's belief that faith needed to be fermented. And that the best way to spread our faith was to live it and let others see it in our lives. Not with big signs and billboards and flashy services, but just the day-to-day -day doing what we did. You know, and I imagine he saw that with his work in the prisons. You know, there's no fanfare when you go into a prison to meet with those who are incarcerated. There's no camera following you. There's no billboards. There's no rock band playing. No one's going to know about it, but the seeds that are planted become deep roots that change lives far beyond those prison walls. Now, the article contrasted this idea with sort of what our current church culture has become. They called it a carbonation. 
hoping that a quick shot of excitement will boost someone into a deep and lasting faith. As I like to call it, it's the six flags over Jesus phenomena. But unfortunately, I believe when faith is something that you shake up and let go, and people stand back and go, oh, there's Jesus here. I can leave pretty quickly. A lot of times can leave people worse off than when they began. I think Chuck Colson's method is a better method. It's an old method. You know, you might have heard of William Wilberforce, the Christian who worked for decades in the late 1700s and early 1800s to abolish the slave trade in the British Empire. He worked tirelessly to end that. Yet in his lifetime, he did not see the success of it. Even though today he is known as a crusader who abolished the slave trade in the British Empire long before the American Civil War ended it here in the United States. He did not see that success, but he knew it was right. He was willing to plant the seeds. You know, when you think of Chuck Colson going into those prisons, when you think of William Wilberforce standing up against the might of the British Empire at its height, you got to ask yourself, am I planting seeds? What am I willing to do in my own little world, my own little space, in your own community, in your town, in your home? What seeds are you willing to plant? Maybe it's just a prayer. Maybe it's just praying with those you love. Maybe it's just you and your spouse shutting the door in your room and looking at each other and saying, you know, we haven't prayed together for a while. We need to do that. Maybe it's holding hands around the dinner table and you and your loved ones praying. Maybe it's walking up to that stranger in the street, asking them how they're doing, sharing your faith, giving them some hope. Things that aren't going to make Facebook, aren't going to make TikTok, not going to make movies about or put on billboards, but they're the things that change lives. And I think we need more of that today. We need depth. We need people willing to live their faith on a daily basis and plant seeds. The kind of seeds you find in a jail cell. The kind of seeds you find when you're going up against a force that seems overwhelming. When you're doing something that will threaten other people's lives, yet it's the right thing to do. Live your faith deeply and patiently because it's the right thing to do. Do you really believe we are not of this world when Christ lives in us? Do you believe that? Because if you do, you won't look for the short-term rewards. You'll plant seeds. You'll allow things to grow and ferment in their own time. And maybe you'll see the results in this lifetime, or maybe you won't. But it won't matter because your faith is not of this world. Your faith is not of this time. The second you begin following Christ, the second you begin walking towards God, your aim is another realm that exists right now. And you shouldn't measure things by temporal success or temporal time or the way the world measures things. You measure things by is it right or wrong. If you were down on your knees and you were desperate and you despaired, what would you believe? What would you follow? Where would you go? That's usually where you start.
Now, you don't have to be Chuck Colson. You don't have to be William Wilberforce. Your aim doesn't have to be to bring light into prisoners around the world or change the slave trade. Doesn't matter. Everybody's part is just as important. Again, whether it's just with your family or your friends or your community, whatever it may be, live your faith deeply and patiently. Truly believe, truly believe to the depths of your soul, to your heart. We are not of this world when Christ lives in us. Let that happen. Let that happen and breathe and find peace. And know that just that example, that light that will shine within you will be enough to change lives and to accomplish whatever it is God has set for you to accomplish. So until next time, my friends, aim high. Aim high by being patient. You know, the person who makes it to the top of Mount Everest is not the one who runs. It's the one who just takes one step at a time. Spread your wings and keep your eyes on the things that matter, the things not of this world. The things we were truly created for, to transcend our animal nature and become more and more like the divine. That is our journey, our path, if we'll accept it. So until tomorrow, I'm your host, Silouan. Wherever you may be, may you have a day of peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green. Children in